So I want to say thank you for giving to the Lord and thank you for trusting the Lord. And when you give to the Lord, uh, you, give in, you give in faith, believing for God to meet every need according to his riches in glory that you have no lack. Everybody say no lack. You see, a giver, a giver declares that God's nature is on the inside of them. A person that gives has the nature of Jesus in them. Because they love. Love is manifested in what? In giving. For God so loved that he gave. Christmas is getting ready to come. Don't be shocked. You know when it is. And, and you're going to end up buying a bunch of stuff for the people you love because love makes you give. Come on. And not just things, but hugs and kisses, your kids. How many parents in here give to your children because you love your children? That's, that's, a, that's a loving parent. The Bible tells us that. That's a loving parent. And so for God so loved that he gave. And so when you are a giver, you have the nature of Jesus on the inside of you. And give to people. Just be a generous person. Give compliments to people. Praise the Lord. Tell you, give compliments to your spouse. I can't get an amen. amen. What's wrong with you people today? <laughs> Wake up. Give compliments to your spouse. Give compliments to your parents. Call them up. My Lord, thank you for raising me. I would have given up on me. I was a disaster. My Lord, you are an amazing parent. It's a compliment they do not hear. You could heal your parents today with your words. Heal your spouse with your words. Heal your children with your words. You are a walking pharmacy of the love of Jesus. Heal people with your words. Tell people how amazing they are. Just tell them. Nobody can hear your thoughts. Tell them. Tell, tell the people who sing and play. Don't you love our worship team? How amazing is that? Tell them. When you go to pick up your kids, tell them. Oh my gosh. Thank, no, those people are paid back there. They came in on their day off because they love you. They're watching your children. Some of them are changing your child's diaper. I don't even want to change my own child's diaper. Every time they pooped in their pants, I saw it as a sign of rebellion. <laughs> These are people who love Jesus. Let's give all of, our ser all of our serving family a big God bless you today. Let them know how much we love them. My Lord, we live in such a selfish, self-centered um, world. And to have people who love the Lord to say, I, I'm going to give my life to help kids. That is a beautiful thing. It's what Jesus looks like. Praise the Lord. And to give to the Lord and honor the Lord and put him first is, is such a beautiful thing. And to pray for our kids. Believe, they're in there speaking over our kids. It's okay, God. I just, I'm, I just wrote a book. God made me a boy. Or God made me a girl. And we're getting ready to come out with it. We posted about it. Never thought I'd have to write a book like that. But it's like, well, somebody's going to have to write it. 
So pray for me, because you know, as soon as you put that out there, you get attacked. Viciously. Wicked. Wicked, vicious people who don't know the Lord say all kinds of awful things. But the truth, you have to speak the truth. Jesus said, you will suffer persecution for my namesake. And we went ahead and put that out. God made me a boy. God made me a girl. People are pre-ordering it. I mean, just hundreds. It's only been out two days. Hundreds of people already pre-ordered all over the nation. So pray for it. Pray God's blessing upon it. Can I get an amen about that? Because we, are want, we want to rescue children. You know? And you have to speak the truth in love. And don't, don't worry about what people may say and people are going to talk about you. Well, they may talk about Well, let them talk about you. So what? Let them talk about you. Well, they're offended. The Bible said you, the gospel's offensive. I'm over trying not to offend people. They got no problem offending you. They don't think twice to offend you with lies. So tell the truth in love. So you're like, man, what did pastor take today? I don't know. I took a good shot of Jesus this morning and I lost all of my fear of people. That's what happens. You lose all your fear of people. So, so give to the Lord the first of your day. And if you're sick of me talking about it, sorry, life's hard. Get up in the morning and give the first of your day to Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what, the Lord came to me this week in my time with him, and he told me to tell the church that because he said, listen, he said, I need you to tell my people. A lot of them had started to do this and have stopped. And I, I miss them. And so the Lord, he told me, many of you, he's waking you up in the morning. And you are, the King of glory has woken you up to spend time with you. And you're, you're negotiating with your flesh. You cannot negotiate with your flesh. If you negotiate with it, it's going to win. Have you ever negotiated with that thing? It'll talk you into or out of anything. I need to go to the gym. And then you start, let, you start having a conversation. You ain't going to the gym. Come on, can I get an amen? Do not have a conversation with that flesh. You have to kill it. Everybody say, it has to die. That's what I So the Lord, the Lord woke me up. You know he wakes you up because when he wakes you up, he's the first thing on your mind. And you wake up alert. Now do not look at your phone or your watch because he wakes you up early to spend time with you. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us here on our YouTube channel. I pray that this sermon has blessed and encouraged your life. Most importantly, helped you become more like Jesus. If you want to watch the full sermon, uh, please go to my personal YouTube channel, Jonathan Brozozog. That's B-R-O-Z-O-Z-O-G. Thank you so much. And thank you for your heart to partner with us on this message of truth, which is the message of Jesus. Thank you for being a truth partner. We'll see you real soon. I was at the fire. We do these little fires in our yard, little bonfire, and the kids come out. And they want to roast a marshmallow. And 
sometimes they need help with it and I have to assist them and take attacks and different things. And, and so they, you know, they were out there and then little by little, you know, Saturday night and so they, they start to go and they get their showers, get their clothes laid out. And so Alexander and I were out there late, uh, last night. We were the last ones out there. And we had these two piles of wood. And, and, we, and, and you just look at them, you can't tell the difference. But one, one pile, when you threw one log on it, it would smoke. And smoke, it would, it, the smoke would be coming out of the wood and it almost couldn't breathe. It would just fill the whole little area with smoke. And we'd be coughing, eyes would start watering. And there was another pile that we put on, and when you put it on, it would just burn. It light up the whole area and it would just burn. And I looked at him and we put a log on and, it, and smoke started coming out all over it. And I said, you know why that log is smoking? And he said, why? I said, it's smoking because it still has life in it. It still has the life of where it came from trapped inside. The life of its root system is still in the wood. And what exposes it is when it gets close to the flame. Because when you look at the two piles, you couldn't tell until you threw them in the fire. Some of us still have where we came from in us. And when you get thrown in the fire, You smoke, but when you want to burn, you have to get all of where you came from out of you. And you know what you got to, you know what makes, you know, you know how you, you get that? Is you got to take that wood and you got to put it on the side and you let it sit. And it waits. It waits. They that wait upon the Lord. You know, the, when the Bible talks about waiting, it's not like sitting down, just, it's not talking about this. I'm still waiting on God for us. I'm waiting on the Lord to pay off my bills. I'm just waiting. No, no, no. Waiting on the Lord is getting in his presence. You get in his presence and you wait. Every time I've ever been to the doctor, you know where they take me first? If you want to be healed by the doctor, they're going to first make you They're going to make you wait. They got a whole room set up just for you. They call it the waiting. And then they take you to the, another room. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to make you wait. And you're sitting and you're waiting. And you're sitting and you're waiting. Anything you want in life of any importance, 
You're going to have to wait. I told my son, I said, listen now, you better get used to waiting. You talk about you want a wife one day, child. You're going to wait. You can't wait on her now. When you get her, you won't be able to wait. You better learn to wait. Every man in here, I know you won't say amen, men, but you can't say amen. <laughs> they that wait upon, am I boring you? They that wait upon the Lord. You get up and you get in his presence and you say, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here and I don't know what to do. You know why you go to the doctor? Because you don't know what to do. You don't know what's wrong. And you say, God, examine my heart. Take me through whatever tests you have to take me through to show me that there are things in my life that smoke and do not burn. And I want to burn for you. I don't want anything in my life that's not like Jesus. Because there's a difference between just believing that He is the Son of God. We pray this prayer, and again, I'm not against the prayer. I'm against if that's if we tell people that that's all there is. We pray the prayer, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died on the cross. I believe that He rose from the dead. But Satan believes that He's the Son of God. Satan believes that He died. Satan believes that He rose again. But what Satan doesn't believe is Satan doesn't believe in Jesus. Come here, Alexander. Come here. Chris, do you believe that he exists? Do you believe that he's a man? Do you believe that his name is Alexander? Do you trust in him to hold all of your money for three years? Thank you. You can sit down. See, you can believe that Jesus is Lord. You can believe that he died. You believe that he rose. But do you believe in him? See, if, if you don't tithe, you don't believe in him. If you don't get up in the morning and give him the first of your day, I'm not saying that you don't believe he exists. I'm not saying you don't believe that he died. I'm not saying that you don't believe that he rose. I'm saying you don't believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in
in him. You got to believe in Jesus. The Bible doesn't just say have faith. It says have faith in God. In him we live. In him we in him we have our being and without him we can do nothing. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us here on our YouTube channel. I pray that this sermon has blessed and encouraged your life. Most importantly, helped you become more like Jesus. If you want to watch the full sermon, uh, please go to my personal YouTube channel, Jonathan Brozozog. That's B-R-O-Z-O-Z-O-G. Thank you so much. And thank you for your heart to partner with us on this message of truth, which is the message of Jesus. Thank you for being a truth partner. We'll see you real soon. ethnicity or political view listen to me church as we get closer to election season listen to me do not put your heart in the affairs of this world do not put your heart in the affairs of this world if you know more about a political leader than you do Jesus Something is broken in your heart. If you can tell me more about the views of a political person than you can, quoting me, 1 John, about the love of Jesus, something in your heart is broken. I'm not saying we shouldn't love our nation. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do our best to vote according to the Word of God. I'm saying our heart has to be in Jesus. The answer and hope of our nation and the world has always been and will always be Jesus. It's Him. And don't let people pull you into contrary and controversy and discord hear me if you sow discord in the body of Christ you are marked Romans 16 17 it says now I beseech you brethren mark them which cause division and offense in the body of Christ it says mark those people have nothing to do with those people I don't want heaven to mark me as someone who sows discord amongst the body of Christ. Lord Jesus. So we must have unity. We must be wise. Everybody say, be wise. Be wise. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming back for a bride. And unity is so important to his presence. You want his presence in your home, you got to have unity in your home. Right. Amen? Yeah. Protect it. 
Protect the unity in your marriage. Protect the unity in your children by having them pray one for another and prophesy over each other. Have your children prophesy over each other. Have them learn how to apologize. Come on. You're the most annoying sister in the world. I can't stand you. No, no, no. You, you are 10 years old. You will not be Satan's evangelist in our home. Praise God. You are not going to be filled with hate because hate is how you make Satan your pastor. You're not going to be that. You're going to apologize and redeem that with a godly prophecy. I'm sorry for saying that you're the most annoying sister in the world. You're actually not the most annoying sister in the world. You're actually the greatest sister in the world, and I'm blessed to have you. You probably heal people all over the world and minister to orphans and widows, and you'll probably be a multimillionaire and bless people and fund ministries all over the earth, and I bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. That's how you apologize. Praise God. You have to practice that by modeling it. Bring unity in your home. And hear me, I'm going to leave you with this. I really feel like young people, God's called you more than ever to be a voice of reconciliation in the church. Hear me, young people. You are called to bring the church together. A lot of your parents, when we came into church, my generation a little older, we grew up in a spirit of divorce. So many parents in my generation were divorced. And so, you know, your mom has gotten married two or three times. Your dad's got married two or three times. You just assume, you know, well, things aren't right. You just split and get another one. And you just keep, you just keep jumping ships till you find one you may like better. And you bring that in the church. And so we have all these splits that have happened in the church over the years. And you got people who go, well, I don't like it, I'm leaving, I'm no, I don't like this, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, blah, 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 blah. And the young people have to reconcile the body of Christ back together. And let me tell you why I know this is God. Because when you talk to older people about why they left that church, or even why they left many times, it sounds ridiculous. Many times it sounds ridiculous. It's like, why did you split over that? Why did the church fall apart over that? Huh, somebody didn't like what? You need to be a part of bringing it back together because somewhere in your heart, young people, you know that's not right. Division is not right in the body of Christ. It's not right in the body of Christ. Unity. And you know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's like that old movie, The Parent Trap. Anybody remember that old movie, The Parent Trap? I think they remade it. But they had an old movie called The Parent Trap where they, there was two girls. Y'all seen the movie? Yes. And the two girls went to camp. The two twins went to camp. And when they got there, they looked at each other, and it was like looking in a mirror. And they said, hold oh, a second. You, you look like me. And I live with my mama, and you live with your dad. And they started to reason 
I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but somehow we got separated. But we know we're supposed to be together. And they put together a plan to bring the family back together. And I think when young people look at other young people and they go, we see you over there, but you look like me and I look like you and you love the Lord and I love the Lord and I don't know what separated us. I don't understand why we got separated. But I'm not leaving you because you're my sister and you're my brother and we need to put together... We need to put together the heart of God and bring the family of God back together in unity. How beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Because when we come together in unity, the Bible says there, God commands a blessing. A blessing on your home when your home's in unity. A blessing on your marriage when your marriage is in unity. A blessing on your children when your children are in unity. So my heart for all of us as we get ready to pray is that we would go to the Lord and say, God, is there anything in my life that would smoke and not burn? And if you don't know what it is, ask your spouse. They'll tell you. Praise the Lord. They're waiting to tell you. And when they tell you, don't say, well, I got something about you. Just say, praise God, I received that. Thank you so much for telling me the areas of my life that are not like Jesus. And I need you to pray for me. Praise the Lord. This is how you do this. This is called humility. And that's where you find your healing. And go and wait on the Lord this week. Some lady, beautiful woman, stop me. Beautiful saint stopped me in the first service. She said, Pastor, the Lord woke me up at four in the morning. And she said, I was going to go back to bed, but then I remembered your voice. <laughs> saying, don't let those sheets get heavy on you. She said, I got up and I spent time with Jesus. It was the most beautiful day. Most beautiful day. Spend time with the Lord. Spend time with him. You will never regret it. If you have to, if it comes down to spending time with him or spending time with me, spend time with him. Spend time with him. He's worth every minute. Come on, can I get an amen about it? He's worth every minute, every minute. Did he touch your heart today?